BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. You're listening to Nightmare on Film Street. The current time is 6.66. Traffic is clear ahead from here to the afterlife. But it's hell outside. For the next hour, you're on Nightmare Time. So, let's give a grave welcome to our hosts, John and Kim. Hello again, fiends, and welcome to Nightmare on Film Street, horror for the casually obsessed. I'm Kim. I'm John. And it's the beginning of the end. No. It is. It is, John. It's the beginning of the end of our Halloween coverage, and that makes me so sad. It's the beginning of the red carpet event leading up to the (laughs) big day. Don't don't worry about the fact that it's going to be over. That's for November 1st to think about. Mm-hmm. We have a fucking horror podcast where we talk about horror movies and Halloween all year. That's true. It is Halloween every day, but it's especially Halloween today. Yes. <laughs> uh, we're doing something a little different on the podcast. We don't normally, one, do family-friendly stuff. Two, we don't normally do stuff so recent. Uh-huh. We're talking about The Curse of Bridge Hollow. Yeah, we're kicking off a double feature of The Hollows of Halloween Take a wild guess which movie we're talking about next week. But this week, yes, we're talking about something very recent that we saw for the first time last year. That's It hit Netflix last year and has very quickly become a seasonal favorite of ours. Yeah, two years. We can say it's a seasonal favorite. <laughs> two years running. Love this fucking movie. Yeah, I was so pleasantly surprised with this the first time we watched it. I don't know if either of us kind of knew anything about it, knew what we were getting into. We no, just... it was Halloween day. We needed to, we, we were very behind on our Halloween watch list, and we were also exhausted from a road trip that we just got back from. And we were like, I need Halloween feelings. Yeah, we double billed The Munsters and The Curse of Bridge Hollow, and it was truly one of the best Halloween afternoons I've had in years. Yeah, I had a nap to Munsters. It was lovely. It was so lovely. (laughs) Yeah. The Curse of Bridge Hollow, if you're unfamiliar with it, is a family-friendly Halloween movie. Uh, it's it's not at all like Hubie Halloween. If you didn't enjoy Hubie Halloween, and a lot of people like Hubie Halloween, John. I wouldn't I wouldn't narc on it too much. It's just me. It's just me. Okay, I didn't like Hubie Halloween, but I have to say it is like ripe with Halloween vibes. If you yeah. can get over the fact that the story is not great and Adam Sandler is stuck in this weird adolescence forever. 
you'll enjoy it. And even despite that, I'll defend <laughs> I'll defend his weird forever adolescence to the day I Halloween die. vibes, y'all. And that's what you get in the Curse of Bridge Hollow. Uh, it's set in a fictional town, which we all know is definitely just a great value version of Sleepy Hollow proper. Like they have to cross a fucking bridge to get into into Bridge Hollow. They have a very similar headless kind of evil guy story that's running everything in the background. And the town is obsessed with Halloween. Fuck, I wish we lived here. I want to live there. Yeah. Watching everybody put up Halloween decorations and just like go to town on their on their front lawns and just being happy that it's Halloween instead of like shaming you as you walk by. Our weird Christian town's gotten very strange to me in the last year. And everybody's very nice, but this is the one time of year where I wish we lived somewhere <laughs> where else. Where we really don't fit in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the fact that they drive up to their new house and they're just passing lawn after lawn of full-scale Halloween, basically life-size dioramas. Yes. I want to be there. Which has got to be our good thing number one. <laughs> if you haven't seen this movie or you've looked at the ratings, because the ratings are not great on it. The ratings are wrong. The, the ratings are incorrect. There are a hundred good things about this movie. And the top three that we're going to highlight right now, one has to be that it's it's set in a Halloween town that you wish you lived in. Every single person in this town, in this movie is Halloween obsessed. Except for the lead characters. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we need some sort of character arc. He comes around. What's our good thing number two? Good thing number two, we're going to go with the legend. Every great Halloween story needs a legend. And this one is fun, it's fresh, and it's also reminiscent of all of the legends that you know and love. Yeah. Like the legend of Sleepy Hollow. Uh -huh. <laughs> In Bridge Hollow, it's the legend of Stingy Jack. I love it. <laughs> which is a great fucking name. Yeah. I love it. It's so cheeseballs, and, and it's great. And it doesn't feel like it's really stealing from any one person in particular. It's not revolutionizing horror myths and small town legends, but it does have the same tone and vibe that you, of, of all of your favorite urban legends. Good thing number three, fucking Halloween decorations come to life and just cause mayhem all over town. Yeah, like this is a kid's movie, so they're not necessarily killing anyone, but they get pretty fucking scary. Uh, yeah. The high school has the coolest like indoor haunt. So fucking cool. We'll definitely talk about it more, but there are plenty of great monsters in there. Yeah, but just imagine you're walking down the street and all of a sudden, these lawn ornaments of witches around a cauldron just like take off into the sky. I was going to say that Halloween night with actual witches flying above you 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 couldn't you could not match that. <laughs> yeah. Eat your heart out, Salem, Massachusetts. <laughs> We're gonna be back to talk about everything we love about this movie in just a minute. And in the meantime, here's the trailer for the Curse of Bridge Hollow. Look, Sid, I know you're gonna miss Brooklyn. Give Bridge Hollow a chance. Small towns can be full of surprises. Check out those zombies. As you can see, everybody around here kind of goes crazy around Halloween. Just think it's kind of silly. I mean, do you still believe in Santa Claus? <laughs> Why? What have you heard? Is he okay? Let's not invite those neighbors over for dinner. So you've got plans for tonight? My dad's a science teacher. <laughs> so he doesn't really do Halloween? Uh, let me guess. Power Rangers. Madonna. Puerto Rican Prince. You are so old. There once lived a wicked man named Stingy Jack. He died in your house. Hello? So I might live in a haunted house? This flesh just got a lot cooler. Whoa. You guys are not gonna believe this. Stingy Jack tricked me into finding his old lantern. 
And now the Halloween decorations are coming to life. Come on, Sid. That's just not something that happens. <laughs> Sid, they're just actors. I don't think you're allowed to touch me unless I sign a waiver. Ah! Oh! <gasps> you're not actors. Repeat, the clowns are not actors. <laughs> they have completely taken over Bridge Hollow. If we can't stop Jack by midnight, and every day will be Halloween. This is our house. We are not about to die here. You know what you could do to something that's real? Booyah! You can kick its ass. Hey, Sid, you know what the chainsaw was originally called? A bone cutter. What's wrong with you? Why would you do that? I am so sorry. But baby, I'm fine now. One of these zombies just bit me! Ah! Zombies don't have nervous systems. Good call, Bill Nye the science guy. <laughs> Burn. The Curse of Bridge Hollow is currently sitting at a 5.5 out of 10 on IMDb. 46% on Rotten Tomatoes with an audience score of 54, which breaks my heart a little bit. Clearly, children do not have Rotten Tomatoes accounts. Or adult children have the time to go in and pump those numbers up. They're I'm too busy you. watching dope movies like this. And a 2.5 out of 5 on Ladderboxd. That makes me sad. It does make me sad. I don't know what everybody was expecting because this movie delivers. So here's my theory is mm-hmm. that because it came out so close to the Goosebumps movies, oh. I think a lot of people choose the Goosebumps Haunted Halloween. I think it's called that. Hol- something Halloween. Halloween hijinks. Sure. Over this. I'm honestly going to say I think I like this one more than the Goosebumps movies. I love Jack Black as R.L. Stein. Oh, yeah. But I don't... I don't Kim's necess- on record not liking Slappy. We already know this. Mm, <laughs> That's I'm, the problem. I love me some goosebumps. But this, the characters here feel more true to Halloween. Yeah. The costumes are more like random and slapdash. Like you have, you have a couple, you know, brand name things. We've got some The Walking Dead. Kids are all dressed up as like popular culture things. But there's also skeletons in football gear like it's that was fun it's fucking fun there's a there's a lot there's a section of lawn ornaments they look like aliens but their heads are just giant eyeballs love it it's great because like the whole idea here is that uh as 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 howard's neighbor explains as marlon wayne's neighbor his new neighbor explains this family's moved here from brooklyn they did not celebrate halloween uh howard is a science obsessed person who doesn't believe in ghosts or ghouls or fun apparently (laughs) Uh, and his neighbor sully says hey man here's the deal Everybody in town picks a theme, and then they go crazy on that theme. So you you want to do witches? You got to go hard with witches. You want to do zombies? You got to do a full lawn spread walking dead scene, just like Sully has. You like werewolves? <laughs> yeah, he's just got oh, he's got a garage full of werewolf stuff that he's willing to give to anybody else. This does sound like a money suck because I'm getting the impression that people pick a new theme every year, and that's too much money. Unless this is subsidized by the government, do not spend that much on new Halloween decorations every year. Yeah, but it looks like they keep stuff, so they probably rotate. Like maybe you trade with somebody a couple streets down. Oh, I so love the kids, that idea. The kids didn't trick or treat there last year, so yeah. it's still fresh to them. Oh, not even that they didn't trick or treat. Just I love the idea of having a having a flea market 
swap meet for all of your Halloween decorations. Man, our basement would be insane because we would just be like picking up all of the old Halloween decorations from people. We like we have to give it a home. Yeah, what you're describing are Halloween hoarders, Kim. That's <laughs> that what would, we would become. I I think that would be us. The, the other cool thing is that like we a couple years ago made a trip out to Salem, Massachusetts, and we saw actual real life people that decorate their houses just like the people in this movie do. It is like walking into a Halloween dream. Like there was one house that I think about constantly. I talk about it all the time. You know what I'm going to say? Yes. The, the skeleton pirates that were taking over a house as though it was a ship that they were crawling up. Oh, it was so good. There were skeletons on the roof. There were skeletons like tapping on second floor windows. I'm pretty sure there was a group of skeletons that had like a map and they were drawing a plan and one was pointing like they were literally having a huddle on how to break there was, the there was a plot to these decorations. Yeah, there was a three-act structure for these <laughs> Halloween ha- uh, decorations just hanging out on the lawn. It was incredible. And it makes me very jealous and very sad. But I can relive those moments and I can pretend that I'm a that I'm a tax-paying member of Bridge Hollow for an hour and a half of my life every year by watching this movie. And also, too, one thing we should have mentioned in the in the three good things that we didn't is Marlon Wayne's. Every line of dialogue out of his mouth is fucking comedic gold. Maybe it's because we're just like silly millennials who grew up with that sense of humor. Like we grew up with a scary movie movies. Oh, like yeah. We're just really keen to his kind of humor, like his facial yeah. expressions and his, his silly sensibility. But he is so funny with this. Yes. And it's not even necessarily the dialogue. It's just his delivery. He's very silly and very goofy. And he is essentially a cartoon character dad come to life in this you know real life action movie and it's silly it appreciates silly fun like yeah above all like i think one we can all relate to because it's in the horror genres the scary movie series and yeah they're cringe they're gross out but they're also just fucking silly yes they're just silly yeah and it lends perfect to family friendly stuff like i love seeing him you know older he's at dad age i think he's almost like 50 maybe he is 50 yeah probably um but he it, it's so nice to see him in dad mode and it doesn't feel like he's uh he's decided to like make a family friendly movie is the other thing it's just like oh you aged out of making movies like scary movie and now you got to like make one for the kids like, it feels like this is something that he's genuinely interested in doing. He Everybody looks like they had a fucking ball making this movie. Even the side characters. like the, I love all the side characters. Everybody. This, this whole town is full of goofs, right? Rob Riggle, we already mentioned, is the neighbor. Sully, he's great. He's got three scenes. Steals them all. Yeah, every single one of those scenes, he's an absolute highlight. I can never remember this actor's name, but there's the principal of the of the school who's just like always a goofy, uh, small town, pencil neck kind of guy. And he's a low-key Satanist in this. <laughs> yeah, hey, how you doing there, kids? <laughs> well, welcome to hell. Happy Halloween. Let's worship the devil. Uh, and then, of course, Lauren Lapkus, who's the only person in this movie. She's the mayor of the town. I think self-appointed mayor of the town. <laughs> she says it's a volunteer position. That's what it is. Yeah, nobody wants it. She's clearly only the mayor in October, uh, but she's she's also the only actor who showed up to do like a real New England accent. Hey, how you doing? I'm gonna tell you the story of Stingy Jack. Stingy Jack. Yeah, she's. Oh, you don't know the story of Stingy Jack? I I turned it into a sweater. Like she really, she literally has a ugly Halloween sweater that is the story of the urban legend that this town has has been founded on. And she drives a pumpkin car. Drives a pumpkin car, like a full ass pickup truck that she's turned into a giant pumpkin. 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The story of Stingy Jack is great. Classic urban legend story. Uh, the, the beginning of it's great. Like, there once was a man named Stingy Jack, and he was such a jerk that <laughs> the, the, the townspeople killed him. It wasn't that he practiced witchcraft. Didn't murder people. I didn't mean, eat a child. He probably did all of those things. You think so? We're just going to sum it up with he was a jerk. He was a jerk. Yeah, I guess it's a kid's movie. Uh, but they're totally fine with talking about executing a man for being mean. Yeah, but you don't you don't need all that other stuff. We know we know what what's in there. Like, we know what the Sanderson sisters did. Oh, like, yeah. We we have enough Halloween urban legends that you can just say he's a jerk and move on. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Disney movies are all... Disney movies pretty much used to always kill kids, so it was just implied. If you were a jerk, you also were a child murderer. <laughs> you didn't That's... have to wear a glove with knives on it. <laughs> That's a given. <laughs> so the, the devil felt bad for Stingy Jack, because I guess he got a raw deal here on Earth. So on Halloween, he's allowed to return. The devil gave him a pumpkin, a lantern, that if uh, as long as, if song as somebody lit it on Halloween night, he could come back and try and swap souls uh, with somebody in hell. So every Halloween, uh, if somebody lights his lantern, kind of like a black flame candle, uh, he can come back and he can send somebody to hell so he can take their place on Earth. That's the arc of the movie. Uh, the daughter, Sydney, of Howard and Emily, played by Kelly Rollins. Who's awesome in this. She's great. Her her B story in this movie is that she's just trying to make a muffin that people will like. Uh, <laughs> because she's trying to do gluten-free, vegan, non-sugar, diabetic-friendly you know, snacks that all look incredible. They look fantastic. They're all very crunchy, though. Everybody spits them out. Soft muffins, crunchy. There's a, there's, <laughs> there's a scene in this movie where she gives a scone to a priest. It's like, it's pineapple mango. You're going to love it. Ooh, that sounds like a winning combo. And he takes a bite and he's like, you know, I'm really not supposed to lie to people. He just hands the scone (laughs) back and walks away. Anyway, their daughter, Sydney, who uh, has just realized how much she likes Halloween, and now that they live in a town where people are obsessed with it. They were in Brooklyn. Dad never let them decorate. He Obviously, by the time. They also had an apartment. This is their first time with a lawn. Like, And everybody's into Halloween. I would want to decorate so bad. Even if you just moved in a couple days before Halloween, get a goddamn tombstone. Especially when the neighbors are offering to give you free decorations. Just fucking take it. Uh, anyway, so she's decided that Dad Dad's an idiot. Dad's the stingy <laughs> jack of the family, and she's going to put up some Halloween decorations, including a bat that she bought from a local store, which is apparently too much for Dad, and a giant, weird, dehydrated pumpkin that she's found in the attic in a chest hidden behind a wall. 
Definitely not a curse. Definitely not where you always find a cursed object. But anyway, they light it, and it refuses to go out, and the the red glow that emanates from it infects all of the Halloween decorations around town. It actually infects a, a bat decoration that Dad has thrown in the garbage, and then as that bat takes off across town, any other Halloween decoration it touches comes to life and tries to attack the townsfolk. I really like the 2D cat that it animates. Yes! It's just really cute. We watch it walk across the street, and it gets hit by a car, but because it's flat, it does nothing. Like It's, yes. it's super yeah. cute and silly, and also... You have the neighbor interacting with it. It's a 2D cat. It looks like it's cardboard. Yeah, but he's out on his deck drinking beers and handing out candy and scaring kids, right? Like, that's you, we give him a pass because he definitely talks to it like it's a real fucking yeah, cat. He's like, hey, cat, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I love the little bat decoration she gets. It's so sad when dad rips it down because all she did was put up a tiny little bat on the door. Yeah, one bat. One little bat. But he won't fucking have it. I like Dad as a character, though. Like, I like that he's anti-everything. <laughs> it's not like I see myself he's in just, him, but... He's just practical to a T. Like, yeah. instead of her doing ballet, he wants her to do karate, which I have to say comes into play a lot in this movie. Yeah. It helps her save Halloween. That's true. She fights like a whole horde of zombie monsters by herself with a shovel instead of like a like a nightstick. She's so unafraid. She kicks so much ass. Yeah. If this came out when I was 10 years old, she would have been my hero. You would have been that would have been your Halloween costume for a year. She fights zombies with the neighbor. She, there's no hesitation. He's getting destroyed by real now real zombies. And dad's like, "Ah, him. this is this is, a, this is a little too far. I don't know why he's doing this for fun." <laughs> Yeah, he's just like, oh, he's just acting it out for the kids. And she's like, no, we're going to go save Something's him. wrong. And she runs over there and just starts bashing heads in with a shovel. Like, yeah. so fucking brave. She's great. So it inadvertently was the right move. Yeah, it's it may be weird to tell your like little daughter who wants to do ballet that she's doing karate instead, but it has benefited her. He's the new science teacher in town, and his thing is that there is no such thing as magic, there's no such thing as myths. He's kind of, uh, he'll shut down any fun story and try and look at the science of it. And, like, I love that somebody is saying that there's no such thing as ghosts, it's probably just electricity, mass hallucination, or a concussion, because that's his experience, right? He, uh, on Halloween night as a child, went into an abandoned house somewhere in Brooklyn, fell through the floor, hit his head, and started hallucinating the that there were living skeletons everywhere trying to attack him. He found out later that it's because of his concussion that he was hallucinating. And so since then, he's, do- he's dove deep into science. And so his, his, his role for the first half of this movie is basically just to tag along with his daughter who wants to go out on Halloween. And be a spoil sport. And be a spoiled sport, yeah. <laughs> Every time that they encounter a Halloween decoration attacking somebody, he's like, nah, I'm pretty sure there's just a gas leak somewhere here in this <laughs> uh, in this retirement home, and we're all just tripping balls and seeing spiders coming out of the sky. Oh, my favorite when in the retirement home sequence is that the first haunted alive creature to come is a grim reaper. <laughs> yes. And but the best part is Marlon Wayne's dad is just like, "Wow, that's kind of fucking scary." Little poor taste for a retirement home if you ask me, but it looks good. <laughs> and then yeah, just fucking uh, thousands of spiders just start crawling out of the walls. And he uses his science to fight them. He goes into the cleaning room closet, mixes hydrogen peroxide with bleach. So at least he- 
you know, like her karate lessons and her stick to itiveness—that that this is actually like a, a Halloween haunt in real life—and his, you know, science brain uh, kind of paired really well together in fighting these monsters. Whether or not he wants to admit that they're dealing with actual ghouls, I love that the decorations in this movie and the you know the the animatronics that come to life don't suddenly become like real people. Yeah, they look exactly the same. Yes. Like from you know, creature to animation. Yeah, they they still look like decorations that have come to life, and not like they've. I don't know. They're not. They're they're not herky jerky on the lawn and squeaky and moving in just little like GI Joe movements. And then when they come alive, it's like they're parkouring on the walls and stuff. Like they still look like there's limitations to their movement, but. They're here to strangle you nonetheless. Yeah. And I mean, it makes for a lot of CGI, like all of the zombies and all the skeletons and everything are CGI. But it's because like when the zombies come to life, the zombies are still, you know, like rotten, sucked in um, forms. So like they couldn't be necessarily all played by human actors because they're too like they're too rotten to fit an actor in there and have it still look the same amount of sunken as they were when they weren't animated. Yeah. And and it just makes it more authentic when they're when you know when they come to life and when they're real monsters. <laughs> yes. It's kind of like what you wanted with the Spirit Halloween movie, right? Like something about the monsters in the Spirit Halloween movie didn't really work as well. Um, but and also let's be real, a Spirit Halloween prop animated, you could knock it over in one single kick. Oh, they yeah. are not that sturdy. And I think that you see that in this movie too. I mean, like we do have a little girl running around beating the shit out of these things. I so I one thing I do want to talk about, and I mentioned this a little bit at the top of the show about the high school. Uh-huh. That fucking high school is so cool. Best monsters of the whole movie, those clowns. Yeah, they turn the entire high school into a series of Halloween haunts. And one of them is the Creepy Carnival, where they transform an entire high school gym into a creepy carnival maze that you have to walk through. And we've got some great gags where people are jumping out, trying to scare dad. He assumes that they are animatronic monsters that have come to life, but it turns out that he has just punched a high schooler in the face. <laughs> um, but the the clowns are terrifying. They're so good. They've got sharp teeth. They've got cool mohawks, and they've got fucking axes, like real axes by the I'm, looks of it. I'm sure they weren't real before they were animated, but you know, the monsters became real. The weapons became real. I'm, I'll buy it. That's I don't care. That's my theory. Um, I mean, it looks like the, the the spiders can spin real, you know, spider webs. So sure, why not? As as they come back to life. The, the the plastic axes are now metal. What I do love, though, is that even though they're animated in their real life, like when dad rips the arm off that one giant clown, it's just cotton inside. Yeah, it's not like there's guts or something. Yeah, it's so cool. It's great because it just it just goes to show it's still a fucking Halloween decoration. And yeah, it doesn't affect it. It doesn't hurt it. And so, so many great scenes of dad just screaming. (laughs) Marlon Wayne's just screaming his fucking head off, running away from these killer clowns, which is like one liner after one liner. Like, why do clowns even need axes? You know, it's called a hall of horrors. Don't go in there. <laughs> yeah, when they're running away, kind of like in a slasher movie where you run upstairs, like the one place you shouldn't go. These high school kids, including his daughter, run off into another terrifying spot instead of out into the goddamn parking lot. Oh, and then so after that entire sequence, they're still being chased by these clowns. They're now outside in the backyard. There's clowns coming from all directions, and they do not know how to get away. 
So they ride bikes. They ride bikes. But dad never learned how to ride a bike because he was a nerd. Yeah, super nerd. How do you not learn how to ride a bike in a city? Okay, don't judge. Okay. Some people don't know how to ride bikes. Right. Well, dad dad has, a, dad has a cool turn in the middle of the movie where he has to basically finally go, you know what? My daughter's right. These things are obviously real. He's almost in a catatonic state at this point because they're being attacked by skeletons, which seems like it was a traumatic moment for him as a child as well. Uh, and he basically just has to buy into it believe in it like we're we gotta we're, we're gonna be summoning a fucking witch spirit we're gonna be cursing somebody back to hell i gotta just deal with this we'll figure out the science of it later but for right now i need to get a fucking chainsaw and i need to beat the shit out of these guys like i'm bruce lee in a cool ass feel-good kids kung fu movie like he's literally doing the doing high kicks he rips off a skeleton's arms and uses the bones as nunchucks like it's such a great sequence uh i have to say i love a good you know arm as a weapon yeah uh we really appreciated it in renfield hell yeah it's it maybe it's the new modern thing is like using the the baddie's arm as a weapon afterwards absolutely you rip off somebody's arm and then beat them with it that's a 0.5 bump for yeah. sure we'll never get we'll never get old never this movie's got it all, right? Like, obviously, it's like when you when you're bringing Halloween decorations to life, you can have a hundred different types of villains. But we've got skeletons, we've got zombies, we've we've got a fucking seance with a dead witch. I was gonna say the seance part because I agree, Bridge Hollow is definitely a play on Sleepy Hollow. There is also a little bit of the Salem in it. Like, yeah. um, Hawthorne is definitely of the Salem history. That sounds like a Salem name. And, that uh, sounds like a name that was burned at the stake. <laughs> no, I think that was the judge. I think it was Judge, judge Hawthorne. Like, I think he was the witch finder general. Okay, got um, it. And the fact that the curse originated with a witch, they go to see her, there's a seance, the contact lens work in this movie. Yes. Fantastic. When Marlon Wayans gets possessed. Yes, so good. And I mean, it's probably CGI. It's probably not. Wow, why would you need to just throw some contacts in a guy? They're a hundred bucks, you know? Maybe it's contact lenses enhanced by CGI. Either way, they look fucking fantastic. It's good stuff. And the um, the old lady, the granddaughter that they visit at the senior's home. Her her eyes, fantastic. Yes. You couldn't look away from them. Uh, also has one of the best little like gags in the movie as well. I You see it in a thousand movies, including Deadstream, which came out not long ago, where it's just like, oh, yeah, no, don't worry about it. Everything's going to be fine. Like the Stingy Jack story, he, as long as you don't like the pumpkin on Halloween night, he can't come back, he can't hurt you. And it's like, so what if... What if hypothetically we did like that pumpkin? Oh, well, then you're screwed. You know, like, <laughs> always good, always works. There's also just like a ton of great touches in her sequence. Like when she's going back and telling them the legend and we're going to the flashback, she's wearing as like a 92 year old, the exact same Halloween costume she wore as a little girl. It looks a little shabby as, you know, on the old lady, but it, it does look like she made it herself. It's such a nice touch though. Like yes. I just, it has nothing to do with the plot. It's just a nice little, you know. That's uh, right. And that, that is extra that, TLC. That can be the hard part about describing a movie on a podcast is that it's just a thousand little tiny touches that are great and just like little one-liners little gags little costumes somebody in the background doing something silly and the piece de resistance of it all is that Stingy Jack, the festival that they're having, Halloween night, is a pumpkin carving contest. And you enter This the, is the coolest thing about right? the town. This should be a real life thing that Sleepy Hollow should steal. Oh. Where they have a Stingy Jack statue, and he's headless. Uh, because they 
hung him and his head popped off, I guess. I don't know. The point is, we've got a stingy jack, a headless stingy jack statue, and the winner of the pumpkin carving contest gets to put their pumpkin on stingy jack's head. How amazing of a Halloween night would that be if you fucking won? Oh, well, to the be guy- like, <laughs> to be in the center of town, the statue for the night. That's just such a fun. I would go what to the town honor. festival, and I'm not a town festival kind of gal. No, I would go to that town festival. Absolutely, yeah. No, as as long as your town festival is haunted or in some way worships the devil, we'll be there. Uh, and it had a Ferris wheel. And it had a Ferris wheel, and lots of bad baked goods. We'd be at that baked good table too. That would be our. Like, table. what's that? What's that? Vegan. Uh, no sugar? Okay, I'm not nuts about that. I like sugar, but they actually give Kelly Rowland something to do in this movie, too. She gets fed up because nobody's liking her baked goods, so she leaves before all of the town's uh, Halloween decorations just surround everybody. They've got them cornered because Stingy Jack is off. He's going to steal a soul. Uh, you know, they don't, wanna, they don't want anybody fighting back. Uh, I love that the town assumes that it's a neighboring rival town. Like, <laughs> oh, it's fucking Oak Town. Here to take over our Stingy Jack Festival, huh? Well, we're not going to let that happen, buddy. <laughs> like, they really, this rivalry is real. And they don't take it to a football field. They take it to the town square where they fight in Halloween costumes by the sound of it. Uh, But it's all kind of a distraction because back at the house where Kelly Rollins has just, where mom, Emily, has decided that she's just going to pour herself a glass of wine and enjoy a quiet night alone when her defeat uh, is almost dragged to hell by a pumpkin-headed monster. Yeah, and it's not necessarily that Stingy Jack is specifically targeting her because, you know, it's the mother and wife of the lead characters, but also because they left the lantern there. The lantern's at the house. The lantern is the key to the spell, so he needs to go get the turnip. (laughs) Yeah, we completely glossed over that, that it's not actually a pumpkin, it's just a giant turnip. But I, I think that's fitting, though, because way back when... You used to carve a turnip. Like, you Is used that to, true? Yeah, you used to just carve, like, whatever the fuck. Okay. Like, root, vegetables, whatever. It seems like it'd be harder to carve a turnip. I'm sure it is hard to That's carve a turnip. That's the expert level That's a one. big turnip, though. It's huge. Maybe turnips were big back then. <laughs> oh, the turnips just got smaller over time? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> because we like them less. <laughs> yeah, well, there's that. We're talking about weird, silly little touches. When she's running around the house away from this giant statue with a pumpkin head... She's carrying on to her little muffin the whole time. Oh, yeah, because she wants to have one of her own muffins. <laughs> well, she uses it like a fucking baseball at the end of the movie, too, to hit him in the head with it. But it's just cute because, you know, it's comfort food, and she's holding it while she's running away from the monster. I just appreciate it. Yeah, it seems like she's a good baker, though, because by the end of the movie, like, they, they read some spell, it banishes Stingy Jack back to hell, uh, and then the next morning, she's given up on trying to make vegan, gluten-free, non-sugar stuff. I mean, everybody who's vegan and gluten free is watching that like mm, maybe you could have just become a better baker yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really what it comes down to this movie's just fun it's just it's it feels like halloween night it's a fun little adventure on halloween night with lots of different monsters and it here's the I mean, this is it didn't occur to me until we sat down to record it doesn't have that lull in the middle where like dad and the daughter get into a fight and they get separated and then they got to come back together and apologize and join efforts again to fight the monster like it it kind of gets that 
boring chunk in the middle of every fucking movie and it just doesn't bother doing it yeah they just bicker the whole time yeah they, they, <laughs> they, they weave it into the whole story it's like it's a buddy cop movie with a dad and a daughter one who doesn't believe in ghosts and one who's pretty fucking certain that they just brought a demon back from hell you know <laughs> um, and then they, they just weave that in so that way there's always a push and pull of like this isn't really happening there's an explanation for this and dad we're literally punching skeletons right now yeah like from the second that the the lantern is lit and the Halloween decorations are coming alive. We're dealing with them the whole movie. Yeah. It's not it's nonstop. Like they the only reason, like they're either following the decorations because they're they're attacking the town or they're just trying to get more info on how to fucking fight it. The person that they meet in the retirement home is like the great great granddaughter of the woman who carved the pumpkin whose house that they're living in. They, you know, run across town and find a Satanist who turns out to be the principal of the school who has the old grimoire of that witch, so they can find the spell to banish it back to hell. And then it's basically about, like, getting the team together, getting the paranormal kids, like, the weirdos of the high school to figure out how to hold the fucking seance to get get the rest of the spell that burned up in a fire. It's a nonstop ride and a run across town just fighting fucking monsters and just and and thousands and thousands of Halloween decorations. It's a great little contained story that deals with an urban legend that you've never heard before that is as familiar as it is fresh. What a nice little review, John. And I yeah, and it's got a it's got a thousand little gags in it. I laugh my head off the entire movie and it's just good fun. Yeah, I honestly think this is something that we're probably gonna watch like every Halloween during Definitely. the daytime. Yeah. Um it just feels like the perfect movie to like get you in the mood for what Halloween is, like uh-huh. the vibe of decorating your lawn and filling a coffin filled with candy and scaring kids yes. with it. Like yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just good fun. And it's a Netflix movie, so it's got a hundred needle drops, all of them great. Like every every song. Oh yeah, you it is hear algorithm friendly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well move music is also cheaper on streaming too, so you can get way more of that music in there. But yeah, every song that you have on your Halloween. Somebody's playlist. watching me. It's got everything. Yeah. <laughs> that one song and the rest. It's got <laughs> everything I need. That's my favorite song. You know, I it occurred to me that we have now officially as of today recording this episode discussed every horror movie that this director jeff wadelow has ever made really yeah so we've talked about the curse of bridge hollow obviously uh-huh. we've now i think these might have been patreon episodes but we have discussed blumhouse's truth or dare blumhouse's fantasy island mm-hmm. and drum roll cry wolf same director. No. Can you believe it? Wow. Can you believe it? Wow. I have a new favorite director, I think. <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah. know I didn't really like the Blumhouse movies, but He's fucking on, wow. He, uh, hey. Cry Wolf, underrated slasher. Something that I look forward to. Apparently, he's also directing the Magic 8-Ball horror movie, whatever that's going Whatever. Be. I'll watch it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cry Wolf, underrated, fucking I think it's a Halloween movie, too. There's a Halloween dance, so I think it fucking counts. And the killer's got an orange mask, so you can't fight it. And surprise appearance by Bon Jovi. Okay, okay. (laughs) And it's not a surprise appearance. He's a main character, John. Yeah, he's in it. He's the dean. (laughs) Yeah, love, love the Curse of Bridge Hollow. New Halloween favorite. Definitely going to be in the regular annual rotation. And that's why I'm giving it a four out of four. Yeah, I'm going to give it a 4 out of 4, too. I really maybe talked myself into that extra bit because I was like, I don't know, 3.75. I mean, like, it's not a perfect movie. Yeah, like, it's got a little bit of overacting. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of energy that is really high most of the time. But 
whatever. I uh, yeah, I I can't. I don't think there were two, three minutes that went by without me having like a good solid laugh out loud moment, like actual laughs. Not just like mm-hmm. you know, like, <laughs> you know, like oh, what a good joke. And it's, it's surely it's credit to Marlon Wayans. He's just a great comedic performer. But I everybody in this movie has laughs. Every character in this movie gets a good laugh. And that's always nice when it's spread around for for fairness. Yeah. So if you've been putting this movie off or maybe, you know, whatever, if it wasn't your bag, it wasn't your bag. But if it's just like you thought it was too kiddie or, uh, the you know, the reviews weren't good, so you didn't check it out. This is a great Halloween daytime movie that you could watch with your kids if you want to watch a movie with your kids. But- and you can definitely watch it with your kids. Like, I would say uh, tonally, it's probably less scary than... Hocus Pocus and Nightmare Before Christmas, like in terms of themes. <laughs> yeah, and there isn't as much talk about death. You know? <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's it's definitely made for people who love Halloween. And I got to assume that if you're listening to this episode right now, you probably do. Probably. Hit us up on Twitter at NMFS Podcast or on threads at Nightmare on Film Street. You can find us on Instagram at Nightmare on Film Street as well. Facebook.com slash Nightmare on Film Street. But best of all would be the Nightmare on Film Street Discord at NOFSpodcast.com slash Discord. We yeah, want to hear what you thought of it. Social media, it, sometimes things get buried and we don't see them. But Discord, we actually look at. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Uh, social media is, especially in October, September, October, Fuck. It's hard. It is hard. There's a million messages out there, and it's great because it means that everybody is having a blast. Everybody's celebrating Halloween, but it can be can be difficult to find the 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 person that's trying to get a hold of you. In Discord, we at least have channels that are dedicated to specific topics of conversation, and we will absolutely talk to you about Curse of Bridge Hollow over there if you have something you want to say about it. We'll be back again next week with another haunted Halloween hollow. Uh, it's going to be a big surprise which one it's wh- which one we're going to be watching. Yeah, we'll be we'll be back to talk about that next week. Uh, but until then, I'm John. I'm Kim. Stay, Stay creepy. It appears you made it out alive, but we'll get you next time. Help us to grow the horde. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you subscribe. More terror can be found lurking on our website, nofspodcast.com. Until next time, stay creepy, fiends. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the King of Sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.